Yo, Whiskey Sick Podcast, episode number 138. We snapping like a Conor McGregor shin bone. Hit him with that theme music. Seth Gecko, aka Moody Motherfucking Hank. I got the the quadruple champ chilling with me, sitting shoddy right next to me. We up in the laboratory right now. We were gonna hit up some music. Uh, we days away. We days away, homie. The, uh, the old lady, she's uh, making the last appointment. She's going to the last appointment right now. Uh, the future females triple champ is on the way. Monday, it's going down Monday. Hopefully, he gets out of the way Monday. Uh, she's being induced on Monday. And so, hopefully, you know, last time she was in labor for 24 hours with the quadruple champ. Homie was taped up in there, fucking lounging, all warm and shit. Didn't want to come out. He was, he was like weeks late, as is. They were like, he got the eviction notice. They said, motherfucker, you got to come out now. So this one uh, doesn't look like it's going to go that route. Um, they had to move up the date early. So we, we, on, we on call right now, homies. We on call. We in the bullpen warming up. Uh, shit's going down. Um, big weekend last weekend. We gonna, You know we got to get into that shit. What the fuck? So we, we'll get into that. We'll get in. We'll, we'll bust out tonight's fight card. Um, probably be in, be out. Uh, got to get a short one in today. Uh, we'll, we'll see what happens. Maybe I hit up uh, 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 Batista. Um, Whiskey Sick Podcast, Nuts, Swinging, Extraordinaire, Michael Bautista, he, he's, he's been fiending, scratching all over and shit to get on the cast, so, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll make a wish, we'll make a wish to little homie, we'll, we'll make his little make-a-wish dream come true today, hit him up, see what's going on, uh, get him going on some fucking random-ass Trump shit, I love his, hearing that bullshit, uh, but let's get into, uh, Without further ado, what the fuck happened on Saturday night? Conor McGregor, Dustin Poirier 3. Um, listen, if you listen to the picks, I'm, I might have made a couple a couple changes. Maybe one change, I think. Maybe two changes. I can't remember what I put on wax on the cast. But um, 
when it came to, to laying down the, the shit for the homies at the Line Star app and with FanDuel and shit like that, I went 10-2, and two, homies. I went 10-2 and two on the card. I lost the second fight, and then I didn't lose a single fight until the Wonder Boy fight. Uh, you know, fuck, man. I, I, that really hurt to see Wonder Boy go down like that to Gilbert Burns. Um, Burns ain't that great. I'm not, I'm not a big fan of, of, of Gilbert Burns. I think his striking is highly overrated. It's just a right hand. He's got a big right hand. I mean, he's knocking me the fuck out. I, I ain't yip-yapping like that. I get it. I know. You're sitting there, well, he knocked you. I know. I get it. Just because motherfuckers talk shit don't mean we don't know they'd kick our ass. He should kick my ass. I'm just saying that shit was kind of whack. Homie just kind of, he found a way to get Wonder Boy down. See, I thought what I was gambling on is that, that Wonder Boy would be, be able to stay on his feet. I mean, he's only been taken down like once in, in two fights. Um, so... You know, Gilbert was was desperate to get it there. He got it there. He just held him down. He did a little bit of damage, and I think the, the first round, I think he got him down in the first round. Um, Wonder Boy, when you saw him open it up with the feet, with the feet and the shins and the, and the hands and shit on on the feet, it was it, it was all Wonder Boy for the most part. Um, but it just didn't stay on the feet long enough, and Wonder Boy got X out. Listen, if that would have gone four or five rounds, that was a five rounder. I think uh, I think Wonder Boy uh, pulls that shit off late because uh, it looked like G Gilbert was gassing. He was getting that takedown at the end, but he wasn't doing anything with it. He was just holding Wonder Boy down. Wonder Boy got taken down against the fence. Was in a bad position. Couldn't couldn't quite uh, escape the hips out enough to be able to wall walk and couldn't really post and, and get up. So he was in no man's land on the ground and he just couldn't really uh, mount much offense in that last round. So he he just got he got beat on technicalities. If we go into Conor McGregor route, uh, we don't count victories that aren't finishes, right? Um, and then that brought us to the to the McGregor fight, man. Uh, Listen, hey, everything we said, he, he came out and he did. He got back to early on in the fight, right out the gate. He got out to old Conor McGregor. He came out at, in, in that karate style, you know, bladed stance, light footed, straight up and down, more than that hunched over boxing stance that he came in with with the second fight. So it was good to see that he came out throwing the spinning back kicks and he was landing them. Just, it looked very, very similar to the Chad Mendes, the beginning of the Chad Mendes fight. He came out throwing like two back kicks and landed them both. He landed them both on, on Poirier. But Poirier's slick, man. He don't give a fuck. He don't come in here, he don't go into the cage expecting not to get touched. His best defense is his chin. I mean, he 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 literally relies on his chin a lot in fights. But Connor came out aggressive, man. He was throwing the teeps, he was throwing the kicks. Um just there there's something about the way he's come out. Even in the even in the uh Cerrone fight, there's just like a little like there's a difference between having a high output and coming out aggressive and being slightly and and being slightly frantic. It was almost like a little desperation right off the bat. It felt like he was desperate to land something like heavy right off the bat to try to set off a you know a, a fight ending sequence like within the opening minute. It seemed like that's what I I don't know if his mentality is just like go in there and 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 think that he can just walk through everybody like real quick like he did Jose Aldo. That shit's not gonna happen at 155. First of all, he ain't finishing fights at 155. He's only won one. That was Eddie Alvarez and Eddie Alvarez. Okay. Okay, you know if he ever fought, if he fought Dos Anjos again, if Dos Anjos got an immediate rematch in that fight, I think I I I don't think Alvarez wins that fight. Um, he landed a nice little punch around the guard that won him the belt, and then Connor immediately that that was the perfect time. I don't know if if anybody other than 
it, it, Dos Anjos, even though I know they were they were scheduled to fight at one point, and that's how Nate Diaz Diaz came in. But Conor was scheduled to fight uh, Dos Anjos at one point. But I don't know if Dos Anjos was a uh, was the uh, champ. Does Conor go up there? I don't know. I don't like that fight for Conor McGregor. I think Dos Anjos smokes him. I think everybody in the top ten at this point smokes him. Um, but going into that particular fight with Eddie Alvarez, that's his only win at 155. His power doesn't translate. He was knocking 145 pounders out. If he really wanted to fight and he really was into this uh, fight shit, I know it was a bitch and I know he was, you know, uh, a big, big weight cut, but homie, he was a killer at 145. He didn't have the cardio issues. I mean, that Chad Mendes fight, he was getting grinded out for two rounds, getting heavy shots on the feet, heavy shots on the ground with the elbows. And he came up after he got out of that guillotine, he came out firing. Stabbing those kicks, throwing the left hands. Chad Mendes, go back and watch that fight. He was landing bombs all night. Even in that last sequence before he went down, he was landing, He landed a couple clean right hands, overhand rights that just had no, no effect on Conor at that weight. That's his weight. That's where he should have been this whole time. I mean, I get, you know, jumping up. He should be doing what Max Holloway does. He's committed to 145 pounds, but every once in a while, if the opportunity arises, he'll jump up to 155, like where he fought Poirier, where he was going to fight Khabib at one point. Um, that makes sense, but he's just, you know, obviously he's too big now. The way he's put on muscle over the years, you know, it'll probably be very difficult to get to 145. But lean, small Conor McGregor was fast, had a lot of power that translated at that weight class. He could have he been, he could have still been running shit. You know, he probably would have lost the fight here and there, but he'd still be in the title picture. He could be the champ right now. I don't like the... I think he smokes uh, a guy like Volkanovski. You know, I think he smokes a guy like Brian Ortega. Max would be a tough fight. Guys like maybe, a, a, you know, an Edson Barbosa, who he could have fought at 155. That guy, you know, that's a fucking tough fight. You know, so there are tough fights at 145, but I think, you know... Anyways, he came out frantic. It looked more frantic. It looked more desperate when he was throwing those things. It was like a little jittery almost. Didn't really want to set his feet. and was I, I don't know. It just didn't look right. I mean, he started landing the hands, but this time, like I said, with, with, with Poirier, I said the, thing, the key for uh, Poirier was to open up with his hands more early, and that's exactly what he did. And where you beat Conor McGregor is in the fucking pocket, and you saw this was a perfect fucking example of it. Uh, Conor, need, he needs distance. He needs space to get those long strikes off. He needs to stay on the outside. Poirier got in the chest and started exchanging those hooks, those short little shovel hooks that he likes to throw. And he rocked Connor. He rocked Connor almost immediately. He hit him with something and kind of made Connor step back, and then he hit him again. And Connor was going into that Nate Diaz. Oh, now we now we go now we have him going for takedowns. Now we're wrestlers now. And he goes and clinches up, gets pushed against the cage. And goes for the 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 world's wackest motherfucking guillotine I ever saw in my life. I was begging Connor. I was begging. I was like, "Don't do it! Don't do it!" He had so much time to rethink what he was doing with that guillotine. It was just so, if you're gonna try a guillotine, you you gotta commit fully, right then and there. You gotta jump on it. You gotta wrap those. You gotta you know wrap those legs around the hips, and you gotta squeeze, and you gotta go for it quick. You, you gotta catch him by surprise with that. That slow, maybe I'll go for it, maybe I won't. Yeah, I guess I'll, nah, fuck it. Yeah, well, well, too late. Might as well go, oh, fuck. Now you're on your back getting your ass beat. I mean, he had nothing. Listen, Connor, I'll say this. 
Connor had some nice elbows from the bottom. He was throwing some nice little elbows, but he uh, once again he um, like Wonder Boy in that last round. He got stuck up against the cage in a position that was real difficult for him to get out of, and he was eating bombs, man. Not quite a ten eight round. I can understand the two two uh, judges gave that a ten eight round up to that point, um, but I, I I don't think. Actually, I did when I was when I was watching. I was like, it's over. Connor's breaking. I think Connor's broken. Uh, he's not gonna get up. So when when Poirier with like you know 13, 14 seconds left in the round, let him up, and Connor came right back. It looked like that Chad Mendez. As soon as he got up, he came right back after Poirier. So that was a good positive sign because up until then I was like, it's at it's over. It's over. Connor's not gonna not not gonna have shit left if this goes to the second round. He's gonna get finished early in the second round. But he came up, um, you know, throwing some hands, throwing the kicks. Um, so there's two places he might have broke the leg. There's two places. Um, he landed a leg. I've seen two slow-mo videos, and they're, and they're, it, they're within seconds apart. So one or the other did it. Um, he lands a regular above-the-knee leg, uh, leg kick. Now, I told you about Conor McGregor. I've been telling you guys about Conor McGregor. He throws terrible round leg kicks. He's not a round kicker. He's an up-the-middle snap kicker, side kicker type of dude. Spinning back kicker. He's not a round kicker. Even in the Diaz fight, and even though he came out in this fight landing some heavy ones, he fucks himself up. In that Diaz fight, he was left on crutches because he landed, kept repeatedly landing his foot on the knee, on the shin. Uh, he's just not a good round kicker. I mean, the first, like, two he threw were good, but then after that, I mean, he, he threw, it looked like he landed it flush, the one that could have broke his shin on the thigh, and it still shifted the, 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 the you can see the calf, like move backwards a little bit. I don't know if that's just from the slow-mo and the, and the flesh moving around. But definitely by right after he throws that leg kick, there's like 10 seconds left in the fight. Go back and watch this. He throws that up-the-middle snap kick. And Poirier has just enough time to kind of like knock it away with his two forearms. And it looks like definitely right then it breaks or it was broken before that, but you could definitely tell it was broken then. He lands it on his shin and you could see his foot shift. You can see that that little uh, deflated look in it that you see with you know the Anderson Silvas and the and the Chris Weidmans of the world when their shit went all laffy taffy and they started doing the laffy taffy two step and shit. It had that look to it, and they both exchanged Rocky Balboa, uh, Apollo Creed uh, exchange at the end, left hands at the end, uh, like the end of what was it, Rocky two or Rocky three or I don't even remember what Rocky Rocky one I don't know, um, but you know what I'm talking about where they freeze it and they're both I didn't hear no bell. And they and they exchange while they're they're training with each other, and it just ends there with the freeze frame of them both about to land the punch. They both threw killer punches right then. The difference was uh, Connor's leg snapped, his tibia and his fibia snapped. The shit just went went fucked up on him, and they both just missed KO. Punch. I mean, if either one of them lands that punch, it's probably a, you know for Connor it might change that whole fight. You know, for Poirier he's it's over. There's no doubt about it. Maybe Connor doesn't even break his leg. Um, but at one point, that shin had to have been, you know, maybe compromised at an, on another strike. But that thing, as as soon as he stepped off on it, it that was it. It was it was already compromised after he landed uh, that that leg kick, uh, that snap kick to the to the forearms, and it just snapped on him, man. I didn't realize how bad it was at first because I didn't see it happen. I saw him go down. I was like, uh oh, you could see his leg was really fucked up, but I didn't realize it was the the tibia fibia. Tib fib, they call it. The tib fib that was fucking broken. Nasty injury. That's the second one in the last couple months. Chris Weidman just did that a, a couple months ago. That's what happens when, when you throw these fucking chins, son.
when you throw the shins, that's what happens, man. Um, listen, if I was in the game right now, I I I wouldn't I wouldn't not throw leg kicks, but I would never throw. And I know this wasn't off of a shin kick. I know uh, Dustin after the fight tried to say he checked the kick. I think Connor was right. I don't think he ever checked the kick. Maybe Connor landed one uh, early on like the knee or something like that, and that could that could have caused like a fracture up in it and and compromised it there, and then you know another blow broke it. Um, it was probably a lot of things, you know, but it definitely wasn't an ankle or anything like that. He had surgery to to fix his tibia and fibia. The good thing about that injury is like it seems like people come back from that shit. Um, Alex Smith is a different different ball game because his shit was a compound fracture that got infected. So his his a lot of his problem was the infections. They had he had like multiple surgeries to get the infections. Uh, Connor's wasn't a compound fracture. There was no break of the skin. Um, so just put that shit back together and bones fucking heal, man. So, I mean, he'll be back. I doubt he'll be throwing leg kicks ever again. I wouldn't. I, above the knee, man. They, those do a ton of damage. When you see this shit is when you're trying to throw those fucking calf kicks. A lot of shit. Um, a lot of ki- shit can go wrong. So what, what's next? You know, what, what happens now? I don't think, I don't think there's anybody in the top 10 at, at lightweight that Conor McGregor could beat. I mean, I was looking at the fringe of the top five, looking at, like, a Benil Dariush. That guy smokes Conor McGregor. He takes Conor McGregor down, and, and it, it's going to look a lot like the Tony Ferguson-Benil Dariush fight. Except Conor's going to fucking tap. Tony, he ain't going to fucking tap. But Conor will fucking tap, because Conor breaks. Um, maybe he didn't quite break in this, this one. I was surprised, but it, it, listen, if that doesn't happen, I think, I think it's pretty much a, a done deal at that point. I think it was obvious that, uh, Dustin Poirier was going to win that, that fight. I mean, it was down to a, a puncher's chance for Connor, even up to that point, entering the second round. So, um, you know, but Benil, Dar- a guy like Benil Dariush, a guy like, um, uh, Michael Chandler, who can do exactly what Chad Mendes did, but with more power. Chad Mendes dominated that fight. Took him down at will. Took Connor down at will. Landed big bombs throughout. He, he, you know, intermittently during the stand-up, he took some. He t- definitely took shots, and those shots to the body, you know, really, really wore on him. Um, but you know, he can he can do. He, he's a more powerful Chad Mendes. You know, he could he could have success. I like that fight best of all those guys for him. Dos Anjos hate that fight for him. Gaethje hate that fight for him. He's a leg kicker. He's gonna destroy Conor McGregor. He's gonna have Conor McGregor on that fucking Civil War fucking amputee shit within the opening couple minutes of that fight. Um, I kind of like Oliveira, but if Oliveira gets him on the ground, it's over. But Oliveira striking is his weakness. and it, I, I don't buy striking even though he knocked out Michael Chandler. I've never been real real impressed with the striking. So I definitely give, you know, Connor the the edge on the striking and staying at a distance cuz Charles Oliveira doesn't have the greatest takedowns. Um but so maybe those fights, but even then, I mean, shit. I mean, there's not too many people I, I'd give, you know, Connor McGregor at 155 pounds, you know? So does he want to come back to fight that makes the most amount of sense depending on where Nate is at this point? Nate's trying to fight a lot now it seems. It seems like he might have even moved on from that fight, but that, that trilogy fight always lingers there, no matter what Nate Diaz does. If he wins a couple fights, he loses a couple more fights. It don't matter. That fight will always be there. So that one, off the top of the dome, probably makes the most sense. Um, but as I was saying after the last uh, Poirier versus McGregor 2, like I was saying then, Dustin Poirier is the greatest lightweight of all time, not named Khabib. Period. He's the greatest lightweight. His, his resume speaks. He finished 
Max Holloway, and he beat so he beat Max Holloway twice with one finish. Su- submitted him the first time they fought. Yeah, it was years ago. Don't matter. Beat him twice. Beat Conor McGregor via TKO twice. Fuck your medical stoppage. Fuck your medical stoppage, homie. You weren't you, you couldn't go anyways. The, the the doctor should have said, you know what, Dan? Okay, I ain't stopping it. Go to the second round and see if this motherfucker could have got up. No. No, then it ain't no fucking medical stoppage, the doctor should have said. TKO up in his face, spelled it out like a like like a, like the fucking village people. YMCA ass motherfucker in his face. TKO, TKO right in his motherfucking face and do the little fucking shimmy and a little fucking shit. Medical stoppage, homie. You couldn't you couldn't get up. Didn't need a motherfucking medical to come and zerb that shit to tell you that you couldn't fight no more. Not love Conor McGregor, but this dude, th- that shit, that greasy talking, this motherfucker gets his ass, his fucking shit shattered. Shit deflated. Looking like a fucking deflated inner tube. Look, fucking his legs folded like an origami swan. And he's still yip-yapping, gum-bumping up the fucking wazoo. Yip-yapping up a category five. Talking about your wife was in my DMs. That shit gets you punted. That shit gets you motherfucking coffin corner punted. Down inside the one yard line. That's a, a, a fucking, what's the record? 64 yards, a field goal, 64 yards. Isn't that the Cowboy holds the record? I'm 65 yard kicking a goddamn field goal with his fucking face while he sits there along the goddamn cage if I'm Dustin Poirier after he said that shit. You yip-yapping? You yip-yapping about my, my Betty, my dame? You getting punted in your motherfucking face while you're sitting there talking greasy, looking, looking, looking like Prince. Or what was his name? What, what was his fucking name? Uh, 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 that Charlie Murphy episode where he gets his fucking legs stomped. Charlie Murphy, my legs, and he's dragging himself. What am I going to do with these legs? Rick James, that shit. When Rick James got his motherfucking legs beat up on the couch after stamping his motherfucking muddy boots on the couch. That's some shit. That's how I would have done him out. He'd have had to crawl his motherfucking ass out of there. I'd have got all that stretcher. I'd have tossed that stretcher over. I'd have kicked the shit out the stretcher so that so he couldn't be carried out on the motherfucker. Yip yapping saying saying I w- saying Poirier was, was going to leave on a stretcher. He left on the stretcher. Talking greasy after... Only this motherfucker could talk greasy after getting fucking done up like that. You crying and wailing in the corner and shit. You fucking talking shit. Get the fuck out of here, son. Listen, if I'm Poirier, you know, and if he doesn't have the belt or he's defended a couple times, maybe you, when, when Connor's ready to go, you don't even put the belt on the line. You just fight, maybe fight at 165 pounds so you don't have to put the belt on the line. Just to beat his ass a third time. He wants, uh, I'll, you know people are going to pay, I, I ain't paying for shit, I, I, I streamed the figgity fuck HD. Since Dana White started talking sh- greasy at the beginning of the year about how shit was going to change for streaming and he was going to get all the streamers and shit, my shit's gotten more pristine. The streamers, the streamers said, fuck, these nuts, watch. They giving me HD, 4K, 8K quality. I watched that fucking leg break clear as day like I was sitting ring cage side. But yeah, if you're if you're if you're Poirier, of course you 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 fucking take that fight. It's, it's easy money at this point. He ain't beating Dustin. He ain't beating Dustin at this point. I told y'all. 
I just gave I gave McGregor ten minutes too much credit. I said he'd get TKO'd in the third round. He didn't quite make it there. You know, maybe five, six minutes too much credit. So that that's what you got. That's what you got. Maybe it's Nate Diaz and then, you know, go off into the sun. Um, I think that boxing shit's over. I don't think anybody's going to give him. He don't have that kind of reputation anymore. He ain't knocking people out. He ain't even coming close to knocking people out. So I don't know what happens with that. Um, what are you doing over there, dude? Yep, yapping, dude. Running the muck. Um, but in other news, they just announced yesterday. I've been waiting for this shit for like literally 15 years. I've been waiting for this shit for a long time. Uh, since Nate came back to the UFC, uh, or Nick rather, Nick Diaz versus Robbie Lawler too. All you OG motherfuckers that saw that first fight back in the day. They were both kids. They were like 20 years old. And and, and uh, Nick Diaz knocked, knocked Robbie Lawler face down, knocked him out face down on a check hook. Shit was dope. Those were two young killers. They were they were touting those dudes back then. And so, you know, I don't think Diaz has fought since like 2014, 15 maybe since then. He hasn't fought in a long time. I can't even remember what his last fight. I don't even know what it is. I'm not going to fucking look it up. It's It's been a long time since, since Nick Diaz fought. But Nick Diaz, this has been, even when he came back to the UFC, I've been saying all along when, when uh, you know, Lawler was the champ and all this shit, you could have you snuck in a fight with bringing Nick back, um, you know, to fight Robbie Lawler. This was the fight to make, man. And, you know, uh, Robbie Lawler, you know, coming off some tough losses now. So, um, you know, I think he lost to Neil Magny was the last, last fight. It was very fucking disappointing. Um... But this is gonna be a dope fight. So now you got both the Diaz brothers. You got you got Nick at 170. So hopefully that means uh, Nate might be going back to 155. That would be dope. I think the best matchups for him at 155 pounds. Um, I mean he almost knocked uh, Leon Edwards out in the last minute of a of a 25 minute fight. So you got to think that that power is gonna transfer to 155ers. Um, so that's a really dope fight. Um, this weekend, what do we got? We got Makachev. We got Makachev. That's what we got. What else happened in that fight? Nah, I guess we're good on that. So we got Makachev versus, uh, we got Islam Makachev versus Tiago Moises. Listen, if you don't know who Islam Makachev is, uh, he's Khabib Jr. Basically, he's the, been the champion waiting, just waiting for uh, Khabib to wrap up his career. Uh, so this guy could start taking over. That's literally what he he's been he's been known as. They've always been calling him the champ, but you know he's been letting Khabib do his thing. Now that Khabib's done, opens the door for this dude Makashev to come in. Listen, is he is he uh, Khabib? His wrestling is definitely that level. His ground and pound isn't that level. He doesn't have the same aggression that Khabib has on the ground um, or on the feet. I mean, he's got decent stand up. He's a southpaw. He's you know heavy power strikes. One puncher, you know, a lot like like Khabib in that sense, but he doesn't have that overhand, natural overhand right and overhand power hand that like Khabib has that you saw him sit down uh, Conor McGregor with. Um, he's got big heavy left kick though, and he's got takedowns and excellent wrestling and you know submissions and the whole nine. Um, he's just gonna, he's a terrible matchup for pretty much everybody, you know, Oliveira included. All those dudes. I mean, he could be. You could put him in there against Oliveira. He could feel. He could win this fight on Saturday. And fill in, 
you know, on late notice or something against uh, and fight for the title and, and win that shit and be the guy for a long time. Because uh, it's going to be hard to be the guy that can take you down like this and hold you down. Um, he might not be the most, um, he's definitely not going to be the Khabib finisher, you know, taking people's necks and shit. I don't, he, he's got subs, don't get me wrong, but it's, it's just a different level with Khabib. But this dude is, is his wrestling is that level. Um, he fights Tiago Moises. He's, you know, Moises has fallen in love with his striking. He's a big power wrestler striker. He's got, you know, the typical, you know, uh, cross hook, one, two combination, big overhand right. Basic, basic combination. Big, big heavy right kick, but that's basically it. He's he's pretty vanilla on the feet. His 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 real bread and butter is his jujitsu, and I don't think he's gonna want to be on the ground with Islam. So I think we're li- we're left with, you know, for Tiago, it's just you know TKO, KO, or bust. I mean, that's his literally his only way. Or he's gonna be taken down. And he's gonna be on his back a lot. So maybe if he can shoot some subs, I don't see that happening. I think Islam could finish this fight though late. I think he can wear Tiago Moises down. He's never been finished. Um, but I don't know that he's ever fought in a five-round fight. So I'm going to go Islam Akashev, uh, main event this weekend. I'm going to take him fourth round. Uh, rear, na- uh, <clears throat> rear naked choke. Let's go fourth round, rear naked choke. Misha Tate's back. She hasn't fought since 2016. Fuck, I don't know what's going on, but you know I'll always watch that Betty fight. Marion Renault, she's you know the Tom Brady uh, uh, of, of, of women's MMA. Uh, if Tom Brady never won a Super Bowl. Tom Brady never won an MVP. They're basically both 43 years old. Um, you know, getting into that mature, if, if you were on, you know, like, like a, 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 you know, a Pornhub or whatever, and you were looking up categories, it'd probably be in that mature range. Uh, I'm taking Marion right now. She's been active. Uh, she's 9-7. and seven. She's fought a, a big list of, uh, of names of real high high level shit and you just don't know what the fuck you're gonna get from misha tate after five years never been a great striker real stiff awkward striking gets punched a lot her whole bread and butter has been wrestling marion renault's i'm going marion renault let's go decision jeremy stevens versus matus gamrot this is a fucking banger and a half matus gamrot's got some of the nastiest uh this is a lightweight belt okay so we got jeremy stevens back in the lightweight division he's done with his 145 pound bullshit Oh, yeah, because he was going to fight Jakar Close. Um, Gamrot, uh, you know, he's got some excellent takedowns. This dude changes levels and shoots in quick. He's got an ankle pick. Yeah, ankle pick. This dude grabs your ankle, you're going down. This dude, you know, chain wrestler. He's decent on the feet. Um, could definitely hang on the feet, but he's not going to want to keep it there. This is going to be Jeremy Stevens wearing a singlet, fucking wrestling his ass off and, and throwing bombs in between. I think Matus Gamrot's just going to be able to hold him down, get enough takedowns to hold him down and win some rounds. Give me Matus Gamrot via decision. Rodolfo Vieira, this motherfucker's got a gas tank like a Tesla. This motherfucker, he's got the worst cardio in, in, in the history of the UFC. Um, it, it, it's pretty fucking bad. Um, this dude fucking, he's gassed after throwing the, the, the glove touch at the beginning of this shit. Cardio like a fucking biggest loser runner up. He, he he's fucking terrible. In his last fight, he he uh, who did he fight? Fluffy Hernandez. He had Fluffy's back. Had him in all sorts of trouble. He's a great jujitsu dude. He has terrible stand up. That first you know couple minutes, it's very hard to keep him off you, and he gets a hold of you. It's pretty pretty much over. Uh, Rodolfo Rivera is one of the like most decorated jujitsu guys to ever fight in the UFC. Uh, world champions on top of world championships. Um, you know, but. 
so he's got that January 1st cardio, that New Year's resolution cardio. I mean, it's like a fucking, it ain't even a one-minute man. You know, he coming out to one-minute man, they're going to have to change that to 55-second man or 50-second man or some shit. He ain't making it in a minute. Uh, and, and he's fighting this dude named Dustin Stolfitz. I don't know shit about him. He's a little bit of a wrestler. Give me Dustin Stolfitz to last just longer than two minutes. And, and, and TKO, let's go round two. Gabriel Benitez versus Billy Quarantillo. Banger right here. Give me uh, Billy Q. Give me Billy Q via TKO round three. Daniel Rodriguez versus Preston Parsons. This will be a banger. Daniel Rodriguez is uh, his head trainer. Is uh, stitch him up Joe Schilling who made an appearance on the on the cast last week for beating that dude's ass at Outback. That's his homie's fucking uh, like coach. Give me Dan. Uh, no, give give me. Uh, this dude Preston Parsons okay, but he's been fighting nothing but Chef Bar decans. This is his debut, and I mean, I, I saw him. He looks all right, but you know, he's fighting. He's fighting fucking ice road truckers and shit. You know, <laughs> at the Flying J. That's where this dude's coming from, and now he's fighting a dude named you know Daniel Rodriguez. Got power. I'll go Rodriguez. I'll go TKO. Give me round three. Amanda Lemos versus Maserat Ruiz. Uh, Maserat Ruiz had one of the wackest debuts I've ever seen a couple months ago. She just held some chicken in a, a, a bulldog choke for literally 15 minutes. It was the weirdest fucking fight you'll ever, you'll ever see. I think it was J- J- Cheyenne Baez versus Monstrat, Monserrat Ruiz. Go watch that fight. It's weird. Go watch one round of that fight. You'll know what I'm talking about. Amanda Lemos going to beat that ass. TKO round two. Khalid Taha versus Sergey Morozov. Give me... This is a tough fight. This is an, actually a nice little sleeper. Khalid Taha has fucking bombs in his hands. Sergey Morozov, he, he's, you know, solid wrestler, decent stand-up. Maybe he gets uh, Taha to the ground. Uh, give me Taha. Give me Taha decisions. Miles Johns versus Dos An- uh, Anderson Dos Santos. Give me Anderson Dos Santos decision. Francis Figueredo. Brother of uh, former champ Davison Figueredo versus Malcolm Gordon. Give me Francisco Figueredo via decision. Alan Bodot versus uh, Rodrigo Nascimento Fiera to open the card. Give me uh, Rodrigo Fiera via via fucking TKO round two. Let's go submission. Uh, rear naked choke round two. Let's do that. There you go. There you go. You got the whole card. You got all the picks on Wiggity Wax. You got some boxing matches coming up. They're getting ready for that um, for that uh, T Woodley versus uh, uh, T Woodley versus Jake Paul versus Jake Jake Paul. That's coming up. Listen, we'll we'll get into that. We'll break that one down. I think that's next month. I think that's early next month. So that's coming around. You know, listen, we were even talking about you know this dude's calling out this dude. How far Conor McGregor has fallen is that. Jake Paul is coming out, calling this motherfucker out, and of course he's way bigger than Conor McGregor. I mean, this dude's pushing, you know, they're fighting right now at 190 pounds, which means, you know, this dude's well over 200 pounds easy, and he's calling out Conor McGregor, who's, you know, at his best, he's 170 pounds, so, you know, he's putting on 20, 30, who knows how many more pounds than on Conor McGregor, way bigger than Conor McGregor calling this dude out, but, you know, it'd be a fight I could see Conor McGregor taking if, they, you know... If this UFC shit don't, you know, don't cut it no more. Uh, but I don't like it for him. <laughs> I don't like it for him. Listen, ple- people are sleeping on Jake Paul. I- I- I'm not going to I'm not gonna give you my hand right now which way I'm leaning when he's fighting, uh, you know, against T-Wood. You know, I know T-Wood's been a boxer and they talk about he's, you know, been boxing his whole life and this and that. He don't, he don't fight like a boxer. He don't put combinations together all crispy-like and-, and-, and smooth and have the head movement. 
and, and the footwork in the pocket. He don't have all the intricacies. And he's not used to fighting in a boxer's range. He's used to fighting from the outside and covering a huge amount of distance with that right hand because it's a fucking piston. He's not used to working his way inside, especially on a bigger guy like this. There's a lot of reasons why this is a tough fight for, for T. Woodley, but you know, if you know, for Jake Paul, this would be a legitimate win. This dude, Tyron Woodley, not that long ago was a UFC champion. And wasn't just not he was knocking people out. He knocked out fucking Robbie Lawler. He had Wonder Boy Thompson all but knocked out twice. Um, who else this guy knock out? Uh, I can't remember off the top of my head, but he's got I mean he's got the right hand. Could he go out there and land that motherfucker on Jake Paul? Yeah. Yeah, he could definitely do that. But if it gets into this, I want to see what kind of technical skills Jake Paul has. So this is one of those fights where I don't see uh, you know, Jake Paul going out there and stopping uh Tyron Woodley. Uh Tyron Woodley just fought uh uh Vicente Luque just a couple weeks ago, a few like a couple months ago, and had Luque out on his fucking feet until he ran it. He was trying to finish Luque and ran into a fucking hammer and got knocked out himself. It was a tough fight to watch, but Woodley came out aggressive, did what he had to do. He heard the criticisms, realized that the criticisms were legit, came out throwing that fucking right hand, had Vicente Luque in all sorts of trouble, a legit, legit fucking striker. So... I mean, he's competed at the highest level. This is a this is a real test for this dude, Jake Paul. And and don't sleep on Jake Paul, goddammit. Yeah, homies, I'm, try, I'm starting to kind of like these Paul brothers, man. They're calling out Dana for, you know, the low pay wages and just... These dudes promote themselves. They promote themselves. I, they were trolling the fuck out of Conor McGregor. Jake was, you know, had a $100,000 chain. It wasn't worth that much, I don't really know. But a little Conor McGregor chain of him sleeping with little diamonds and shit on it. And then he's trying to offer it to as a as a gift to Poirier after the fight, saying, "Do you want to break the ankle or should I?" On the little ch uh, chain, on the little necklace that he was rocking. I mean, this dude was trolling hard, bridge troll, king bridge troll right here. I'm fucking kind of digging it. And Connor's starting to play that heel role now. He always kind of had that role, but this is like a different. This is like heel heel now. You know, it was kind of like a funny good heal i mean if you could have that but now it's like the dark sinister actually fuck you kind of heal you know that he's starting to enter into so th this is a weird time man it, you know connor's not going to be around for at least a year he's talking about i'll be on crutches for only six weeks and shit it's going to be a long time homie it's going to be a lot of milk injection straight into that bone uh to get that shit right so uh who knows what's going to happen but uh jake paul versus tyron woodley i Listen, sign me up. I'm going to watch that shit. That's interesting as fuck. So we'll break that shit down uh, uh, probably here in a couple weeks. All right, where was I? Where was I? Let's uh, let's hit this fool up. Let's see if he's going to feel the answer right now, this fool Batista. We'll give him a little shot here. Listen, this dude, I want y'all to know what kind of craziness is out in this world listening to this motherfucker yip-yap and stuff. There's still, there's still people who are still contesting the uh, the election. Uh, you know, they're still forensically counting votes, whatever the fuck. I didn't know you needed forensic teams to uh, uh, literally count pieces of paper or, or electronic votes or whatever the fuck. Uh, but these guys, 10 months later, like, shit's going to make a difference now. Uh, they're still uh, questioning. Listen, there's no doubt these motherfuckers rigged the elections. They did that before 
before they even voted, they rigged the elections. We've seen it done in every single election. They're all done. The fact that they have electoral colleges is, is rigging the election. The fact that the Democratic Party itself has delegates and super delegates is rigging the fucking election. But this guy's talking about these, you know, all these votes and dead people voting and shit. So, I, you know, let's let's give this little fucking dude. I got to hear it. I'm going to let him break it down. You can judge for yourself. You got to know what kind of ideas are out there. You know, like y'all know me, I'm not, I'm not for either, it's fuck Donald Trump, it's fuck Joe Biden, it's fuck Obama, it's fuck every single motherfucking president in my lifetime, I don't fuck with any of them, I think they're, they're all the same, they're all the same, but let's, let's, let's give this guy a fucking, let's give this dude a shot. Here we go, here we go. Bad time. <laughs> what are you fucking beating off? Is a mo on. morning beat? Yo. You there? Hey. Yeah. Are you there? Can you hear me? You pay your fucking phone bill? We're losing them. Can you hear me? I got bad reception. Where the fuck are you? I'm in Trump country. Where's that? Hell? You in hell? Man, I'm in I'm in the South, man. Georgia? I'm in the South. Mississippi? What's going on? Florida. Florida. Fuck you doing in Florida? And I got a family, man. I'm gonna go to Disneyland and all that stuff. That's Disney World. What's going on? Disneyland's right over here. Whatever. What's going on? So you are, you on a mission to catch COVID? <laughs> COVID <laughs> runs from me, man. It runs from me, literally. You, I try to make friends, and it runs. You you achieved herd immunity by yourself. Yeah, I, I'm like an X Men. I, I'm unstoppable. There's nothing that they can do. You're, the, you're, you're stoppable. Fauci can't do nothing. You are absolutely stoppable. So no, no. Everything about you, have, you, you is haven't stoppable. Seen, you, you haven't seen what I can do lately. It's been it's uh, been incredible. It's been an incredible run. Uh, okay, so you, you, you going out like Connor or what? You brittle? What's you going fragile? On, I, I want... So, hey, go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, no, no. What's going on? What's what's so been the I got topics? two. I, well, so one, I want I want your your take on what you saw with your your horse on on Saturday, and then two, Ooh. I introduced you as you were going to come on here and spit some kind of you know crazy nonsense about the you know the election still being bringing in forensic teams to count fucking paper <laughs> votes. You need you need fingerprints and and and, and, and DNA tests to, to to count these these votes and shit. So I want to I, I want to hear from the horse's mouth what's going on with that. But first. Conor McGregor, what is your take on the way uh, that bitch ass motherfucker went out? Uh, it's it's, I didn't happen. We just gotta we gotta run it back. It didn't happen. What did, what did you see no up fight. until that? What, no did you, what did you see up until that? Did you see wobbly Conor McGregor getting getting beat with the hands early? I I saw exchange. And um, you know, the things they take. But, you know, Conor's strong, dude. He's so strong, man. But, hey, uh, back. 
be back where? I'm okay with I'm okay with the run back. Of course you are. So you don't you don't accept that as a loss. I know. I like the uh, I like all the kicks, the variety of uh-huh. kicks at the beginning. Right. Um, obviously, miss uh, you know unfortunate. Uh, I like the the variety of uh, of attack. You know he has to do a better job on the ground, man. I, dude, I you know. Tell me if I'm wrong. On, on the guillotine, the, the attempt... It was an attempt. Losing him. He's above the, uh, the legs, like trying to get above him, right? Uh, he I, has I, to roll with him. He had to go with him up. I, I, we're, we're losing you. I lost you for a minute. But the, the guillotine choke, he just didn't commit to it right away. When you go for a guillotine choke, you have to jump on that shit. You can't think about it he for 15 even... minutes. You can't fucking sit there and try to slowly. No, you have to jump, get your legs around yes. the hips immediately. You have to go for it or don't go for it. He was like in between yeah. wanting to like, do it, not doing it. Yeah. Should I do it? Should I not do it? And then it ended up being like the worst attempt I've ever seen. And he gave up the position. And, and then the other thing is when uh, they were on the ground, he was still trying Poirier started going vertical, right? He started raising his legs, jumping up. Yeah, I mean, he had, for a he minute, had to roll over. He, he had to go with that. He had to go up with him like that. You know, if he's going to flip over, he needs to flip over with him. He didn't, I mean, it just was, it was weird. He needed I, to I get know. off the, he needed to get off the cage. He was either, you either, you use the cage to stand up. If you don't have enough room to get your hips on the cage and, and, and sit and stand up, then you got to get well, off the cage. The, there was no fight. We'll, we'll wait till the rematch. There, I, there I was mean, no fight. Listen, hey, Connor, from his back was landing those nasty elbows. He landed some big up kicks. He was just eating a lot of fucking, a lot of elbows from the top, though. He was, he, but he wasn't. I, I didn't see him hurt, though. I thought he broke. I thought he was breaking. I honestly thought he was done. I was texting you. I said he's done. I, it looked like he was done. But Did, then when they let him up, when he, he got put, up, bro, he, he looked, got up. Yeah, I'll say that for him. He got up with some fire in his belly. But yeah, that was a weird accident, man. Hey, rematch. It's going to happen because no. Poirier can't turn down that money and He'll everyone's going to want to buy that. He'll be the champ. You can't give that dude a title shot after that. Right, right. So so he has to have a um, he has to have a fight before that. Who does he fight? Who can he beat? Chandler? Nobody. Who can he beat in the top five, top ten it, it, there? He can't even beat Benil Darius. He can't beat... Uh, maybe Dude, maybe look, at no, look, at, look at number ten. I don't even think he can beat number ten. I know. That's what the, I'm telling you. The, the Russian, the Russian, Khabib's partner. Oh, well, he's fighting this weekend, and he's going to be way out of Connor's league. Way Dude, out of Connor's Dude, league. Dude, that, that guy's the champ. Makachev, yeah. He's, he's, he's fighting this weekend. He's the main event this weekend. Nobody will fight him. Nobody in the top ten. Every one of them. Turned down the the Makachev fight. Yeah, I heard a little bit of that. But you gotta go. No, no, no. I'm good. But uh, no, I, I, the the Russian is a, is a monster. That's all. Not, I mean, he's number ten right now, and I, I'm as number one fighter in that division. I mean, he could fight tomorrow for uh, fight Oliveira tomorrow and beat him. And, and beat him. Yep. Exactly. So, All right, so now's, now's your chance. Now's, now's your shot. What's going on in Arizona? What's going on with all these little counting? Why are they still counting fucking you, you, votes? You, you mean what's going on in Pennsylvania? Ten months later, why are they still counting votes? Why does it take ten months to count votes? Pennsylvania, State, Michigan, Wisconsin. You mean what's going on in all those states? Yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, it's, it's just not over. I told you. Why not? I told you it's not over. They're getting to the bottom of, 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 the, of the criminals. They got to find the criminals now. And how are they? They got to find out who did this. Did what? Uh, uh, stole the election from the American people, man. What do you mean stole? How did they steal it? Well, uh, I've been telling you this for months. I've been on. I've been on this on this uh, so-called show since beginning of the year, telling you, you know, activity. And my boy's gonna. My boy's gonna expose it. So, what exactly is being exposed, though? I mean, are we talking fraudulent ballots? Are we talking? Uh, you're talking about dupe running multiple uh, the same the same forms through. Multiple address, two hundred people at an empty lot registered at an empty lot. Talking about non citizens, talking about that don't even live in the state. You're talking about uh, in Arizona, they said there was two point one million ballots. There's only one point nine million. Where's the two hundred thousand? Where'd those go? They're gone. They're they're not even nowhere to be found. So they what does that so what does that they suggest? Ne- that they never existed and they just add in numbers? They never they, they never existed, man. And then the the person that signed off on it, their name is taken off the record. They don't have that name that's the of the person who signed off on it. They're looking for that right now. The, the, the other the other side doesn't want to put um give up that name. Getting ugly, me. Uh, this this thing's gonna come crashing down. But this is what you guys have been saying. You you guys have been saying for like the last ten months, and ain't nothing happened. So what is it's it? It's gonna take another year. Oh, so what difference year. does it make by then? By then, you know, he's halfway through his presidency already. If he's even yeah, alive, yeah, that's true. We're probably we we'll probably have Kamala Harris as the president. So so at that time, what does it matter? <laughs> hey, I don't know what's gonna happen, but I just nothing. I would like to see people go to jail. You know that's what's what gonna I would happen? Like to see happen. Two things are going to happen, Miha. Nothing and not a damn thing. Whoever goes to jail for this kind of shit? Whoever goes to jail for this kind of shit? Well, none of this has ever been looked at. None of this has ever been looked at. This is the first time you're seeing anything like this. Watergate was kind of an attempt. No, that was impeachment. That was something different. Yeah, but didn't people go to jail after that? I'm sure. I'm sure. I'm pretty sure people uh, that were linked to it with with Nixon, they went to jail. The main criminal didn't. The main... the main criminal didn't go to jail. Why, why would any of these people go to jail now? I mean, they literally, we literally had evidence that, you know, Hillary rigged the primaries in 2016. Don't fucking matter. Like, that's literally interfering with an election. That's treason, and they don't even fucking acknowledge it. Yeah, well, hey, look, it. I've never seen anything like what's happening right now. If you're watching mainstream media, that means you know nothing about what's happening. Yeah, right you know now. damn well but I don't read, I don't watch that shit, and I still don't see anybody saying shit about these fucking. You're the only motherfucker still talking about the election. <laughs> you and like four dudes that watch that Steve Bannon. Hey, if you're not watching Stevie Bannon, you have no idea what's I don't, going on. Listen, right now. I can't listen to ten months of them counting one, two, <laughs> three, four, five votes. Hey, hey, look, look, in the next two weeks, in the next two weeks, let's do this again, because now, because Arizona will announce yeah, you've what's been saying happening. That if it takes you retards this long to count the fucking votes, you don't deserve to win anyways. Yeah. Look, it, let's, let's revisit this in two weeks, because Arizona is going to give their final analysis. It's going to come out, and then we could talk. But I'm going to have to let you go, Mia, because I'm on vacation. I'm in Trump country right now. <laughs> All right. We're going to have to get back. 
All right, all right man. I'll all talk right. to you later. All right, later. There you have it. All right. Oh. Little bit of the uh, the uh, insanity. So there's insanity on both sides of this shit. Everything that's going on in the world, all the kinds of there's crazy censor uh, censor censorship going on right now. I don't know if you guys pay attention, but um, the the Biden can the Biden uh, administration right now uh, with, with the DNC, they're literally going to your cell phone carriers, and they're trying to censor. They want the 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 phone carriers the, the the three major ones the you know the Verizon's the T-Mobile or there's no Sprint anymore whatever the AT&T they want them to censor our text messages about based on vaccine information basically if you say anything negative about the vaccine they want to label that as uh, misinformation and and censor it and stop people from sending any think about that there the, Freedom of speech is completely fucking gone when you can't even just express ideas. If you have anything, and if you think it's going to stop here with them, you know, just about the vaccine, this is going to turn into any kind of dissent aimed at the establishment. You're not even going to be able to have any kind of other view other than what the establishment allows you to have. This is 1984 Orwellian shit at its goddamn finest. The shit that people have been talking about as a danger for my whole life is starting to actually finally come true. Calm down, youngster. It's starting to actually come to fruition. They're literally going to... Your fucking text messages. Like, if you've ever tried to send somebody, uh, you know, something like... I've tried to send, you know, vaccine shit on Instagram, and it won't let you do it. It'll say, no, this is disinformation, and you can't send it. They're going to do that with your motherfucking text messages. So they, they're, they're literally taking... All these, all these doctors who make up the FLCCC and all these people who, who are all around the world using different methods to, to treat COVID because we won't let our patent release so that they can make um, um, generic versions of the vaccine and pass them out to all these other countries. Since they won't do that, they have to go and find other routes to treat COVID. And they're not going to let their findings and their successes and anything of that even be known. They discredit that. They call it disinformation. Instead, they allow, you know... Cell phone carriers and, and, and fucking dweebs that work at Facebook and at Twitter decide what is misinformation. They have, they, they, they show authority over actual practicing physicians that are in the field real time treating patients and analyzing data and know what the fuck they're doing. They're censoring those people because it goes against what Dr. Fauci and all these other motherfuckers are saying. The CDC, which is bought, and they're picking and choosing what they listen to from the CDC in the first place. I know here in California they are. Gavin Newsom, it was all about follow CDC, CDC guidelines, CDC, CDC guidelines. Now the CDC says you don't have to wear face masks. He's still putting out face mandates. So now all of a sudden you don't have to follow the CDC anymore. It's crazy out here. These motherfuckers, I, we've been trying to tell you this is what's going down. You guys got to start paying attention. I don't know if y'all fuck with the little bro politics seg segments or not, but this is some shit you need to know whether you agree with me or not. Maybe this is what happens when you allow them to first censor the president of the United States, whether you hate him or not. That that's Now they start... Once they, they, can, they can censor the fucking president of the United States and take away his freedom of speech, you can say, it's on a private thing, bro. It's on a private... Those are utilities. Trust me, they're going to be utilities. If anybody... You know, hopefully, someday they'll be utilities. Basic rights protected under the First Amendment of free speech. But once you can do that, you can censor any, anything. And we've seen it. We've seen it with, all the, with, with the lab theory all year long. 
being censored. We're seeing it with ivermectin and all these other different types of drugs that could have been used this whole fucking time before we even had vaccines. All of this shit so that they can push a $3,000 a dose resmezarin or whatever the fuck it's called instead of using a three dollar dose uh drug in ivermectin which is highly way more effective in treating covid whether you believe it as a prophylactic as a way of prevention or not as a treatment it 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 can't be denied resmezarin even by the the corrupt ass who they even said that don't do shit but that's still like the cdc or the fda i don't even know their recommendation for treatment a three thousand dollar a dose drug as a pair compared to a, a three dollar a dose drug which has been around for 50 years and it's highly effective with very little almost virtually no side effects you know what is the long-term side effects to taking a drug you know all that might be different but still it's it's not that bad it's, it's not going to do anything to you but the point is they're censoring all that you can't even talk about that these people won't, they're, they're thought police now. They want to control your thoughts, your conversations. Why are they so afraid of you just to have a conversation about something? Why can't you ask about this? They want to, you know, ivermectin, there's no studies, there's no studies, there's no studies. Well, there are none of those studies for the vi- vaccine. All those studies that they're suggesting for these, even despite having tons of metadata, which is accumulated from every fucking, uh, you know, research ever done, they don't have any of those same things for the vaccines. They don't. They have 50 years of usage for fucking for ivermectin. Maybe not as a COVID treatment, but still as, as a safe drug to be used. Why wouldn't they at least, and they're talking, you don't have these, you don't have this, you don't have that. Then why don't you do these, these tests? You could be giving it to people in, with the vaccines if you really wanted to get rid of this. And you were really trying to do anything in your power to find something that cured it, especially in the early days. Why wouldn't you even look into this? Because they didn't want it to work. And they didn't want to see the spread go down like they thought it would. Because then you don't need a fucking vaccine. They were afraid of the results that they would get if they used this. And so they let people fucking die and even and censored it. Instead of doing all the tests that they're telling you, oh, they haven't done this, you know, random variable and this large-scale clinical trial, and they haven't done this trial and that trial. Well, why haven't they? They people have been screaming about this for over a year. Why haven't they done it? Instead, instead of doing those trials, they censored the information about it. What does that tell you? Tyrion Lannister told you. You cut a man's tongue out, it doesn't show you have power over him. It just tells me that you're afraid of what he has to say. And that's where we're at right now. They're going to they're gonna start coming for your, our fucking text messages, homie. You think it's going to stop here? No, and all you little Democrat, little little hobos, little ho-liberals in your little fucking mansions and your gated communities that are all fighting and uh, offending on behalf of everybody else in the fucking world. You think it's going to stop here? You don't think Donald Trump is coming back in 2024? Calm down, dude. Coming back in 2024? What the fuck you think he's going to do with that? Imagine a day when you can't talk shit about Donald Trump, you fucking motherfuckers, where every text you try to say with Donald Trump in it that has anything negative in it gets stopped and blocked and censored. You think this shit only stops with things that offend you. You think these things stop with, with ideas that are outside of yours. You think that's where it stops. It doesn't. That's where it begins. You are never in control of what actually gets censored. You are not in control. It may be working in your favor right now if you're cheering this shit on, but it won't always. There will be a day when it's being used against you. It never stops where it starts, and once you give them that power, they never fucking give it back. This is the Whiskey Sick Podcast. This is episode number 138. I'm going to get the fuck up out of here. 
Y'all go look into that shit. Go Google that shit right now. Go on YouTube. Look at what the fuck they're trying to do. The DNC, the fucking Democratic Party, the People's Party, the party of liberals who are supposed to be for civil liberties, freedom of speech, freedom of press. These are the people that are, that are trying to get a, a, a fucking Julian Assange, a fucking reporter thrown in jail for fucking life. Those same people are trying to take, that are supposed to be the champions of freedom of press, the champions of freedom of speech, are the ones that are trying to, 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 to take it away. Because they're Republicans too. They're all the fucking same. Stop voting for them. Whiskey Sick Podcast, episode number 138. Next week's going to be a crazy week. I got the, I got the you know, future triple champ, uh, female triple champ on the way. So I'm going to get in where I fit in, which is pretty much anywhere, like I told y'all last week. Um, when you built like me, you can fit in anywhere. You know what I mean? You know what I mean? But anyways, I'm going to see you when I see you. Best believe I'll be coming back. You'll see me maybe probably next week. Maybe after the maybe after uh, my young lady's born, we'll be on here and we'll do a celebration episode. We'll just do nothing but gum bump and shit talking. We'll get it cracking. We'll get it on. We'll get it popping. As you hear the quadruple champ down here, Moody Hank, Seth Gecko, a.k.a. Moody motherfucking Hank. Hit him with that. Oh, that was the beginning. Now I'm out, motherfuckers. We creep loud towns, don't play me, approach these fiends, it don't take me more than four bar six, you need split your seams, spit your seam, the rhymes I kick, that's from the ish that timely wit, roll you back up, bows and blast us underneath the seat, the heat is packed, full clip, pull it, two hits gone, two lit, two sick, you guess wrong, you bet on that other shit, fuck you when that rubber ripped up, down, pull it out, finish what I barely started, very odd, I'm fairly hard from what I've heard these bitches say, bitch is what pussy was right before it's fucked, life is such and much the same, I'll kindly fucking bust the same, time is up, I must refrain these stains, you can't just wipe them off, you have it, might withdraw enough to keep this game alive. Game aside, stakes will rise. I made you try and live for it. I made you try and lift this shit. Breaking pride to grip a bit. It made you slide an inch, but it's the one you need to keep her pleased. Deeper we go, she won't breathe, but she gon' see the life I bring. Every verse on every word and never swerved off track again. First to finish, last to win. Backs again against the wall. Ride my way out, time to lay down. Ride away now, no escape found. Ain't the same how I get down. Ride the lows and hide the safe route. Any day now, I'll explode. Hold your chosen, you don't look down. Tight rope bound, spot the land. Cannot withstand the heights we'll see. Break their arms and to reach, ain't that far, can't lie to me. Loud sounds, 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 loud sounds. Bright lights all around, time's right, calm me down. Might shine, not sound on the ground. No thoughts allowed to cross your mind, no time to spare. Lost the fine line, rhymes is rare. Try not to stare, I'll lie to you. Sold the dub and turned the key that opened doors. I earned a peek at what's inside, no fucks of mine will give to of its own. I'll piss on you, it's so. We may take your crown, appreciate he hates, take a bow Keep saying please make your way down, freeway, please stay straight I found a spot to drop these ladies off and find the bitches where they at Find the witness, where that ass found my shit is there I ask where I fit in, bear I win and there's just inches left to take Bet my fate and blow the winning, slowly spinning tables turn Bright lights, bright lights, bright lights, bright lights Try to stay.
day Wide awake the light till fate is my mistake Your eyes will play Tricks and shit is not a game That flipped the script The plot was famous Not the same My thoughts have changed My shots have aimed at Sally Mae I'll be waiting in alleyway Pop that bitch and validate My parking stalking Mary Jane Hit that shit It's game we play Then gone I'm on my merry way Then bought on soul I'm barely late It's rare it's fate I'm there to stay No cares today I sold my soul But yesterday So fuck tomorrow My time is now I'm catch up I'ma step up And a mile away So get fucked I'll try to say What crossed my mind I lost my nine Panic dip Wreck the prince But seems I left my thoughts behind The scene is fresh Just press rewind Loud sounds Bright lights Loud sounds Bright lights Loud sounds Bright lights Loud sounds Bright lights Time is now It's getting close It's time around You go for broke When you hear those loud sounds When you hear those loud sounds Time is right We'll run a hot All your life Just what you ride When you see those bright lights When you see those bright lights Show me love Throw it up Take a hit and throw it up Showing up Throwing up Gave a shit Won't give a fuck Fuck